Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about discovering yourself and being comfortable with who you are. And today I have a lovely guest with me to talk about that. This is this is where you come in. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Um, Steve, I'm a senior at Howard University. I play basketball, and yeah, I'm excited to talk about this topic. Yeah, so you actually were the ones that come up with this. I didn't come up with this one. So why did you, why, why, why these two topics? Oh, uh, I feel like this is something that's very prominent um, for people around our age. And I feel like the, you know, the, the earlier you find out um, about these topics we're about to discuss, I feel like the better off you'll be in life. Um, so I feel like it's something that I've kind of taken the initiative on to learn more about. Mm-hmm. And it's it's my life has grown and it's benefited me in, in great ways. I like that answer. <laughs> so I guess the first thing we'll kinda of talk about is like how do you think someone discovers who they are? Like what does that look like or what has it looked like for you? Uh, for me it's it's the things that bring me joy. Um I don't think I fully discover who I am yet just because you're always growing as a person. Um, and I feel like you always unlock new interests, new things that, that bring you that happiness and that peace. Um, but for me, I just focus on the time, like time slots, like, uh, current periods in my life and what, you know, what is doing it for me at that time. And for me, it's, I just try to stick to the stuff that takes away the stress, um, that I, uh, you know, that I can't come across being an athlete and just try to keep my life as simple as possible and just peaceful so when i think of the things when i think of finding out who you know finding myself i think of, of those things mm-hmm. i feel like i like the part where you said that like it can change because i feel like as you said like we're always growing so like our interests the things that we like they're always constantly changing and i feel mm-hmm. like for me like discovering who i am it's been just like following my curiosity so like just exploring those urges, those desires to like pursue something and then like see where that takes me. And if you know me, yep. you know I do random, like I just do random shit. Like I just enjoy that. Cause who yeah, knows? Not for sure. You like, who knows where that will go, what that looks like. And like, if you don't like it, then that's just something that you've learned about yourself. You've learned, okay, I don't like that. I like this instead. And then I feel exactly. like, you, you know, you just, I think you have a better relationship with yourself in the way too. Yeah, that's how that's that's what growing is is, is saying what you, you know testing out different stuff and saying what it is you, you you like and what you don't like. If you never do anything new or never you know step outside the box, you never really grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Do you so outside of basketball? Do you have a hobby? Because I think it's so important to have a hobby, and maybe I know basketball can be your hobby. But do you have any other ones outside of basketball, or is basketball like your main? I mean, yeah, basketball does take a, a lot of my time. Um, but some other things that I'm interested in is uh, I like to play video games. Um, and I also like to write, um, whether that's writing in my journal, writing down thoughts. I did not know um, you had a journal. Yeah, I like to write. <laughs> I like to write in, the, in my journal. Um, and just making sure that I'm, you know, I like to clean, like, you know, certain stuff like that just brings me, like, peace. Just because I know 
Um, like when I clean, I know all my stuff. I know where everything is. I don't have to worry about you know, misplacing something. My stuff's all clean. So, you know, if I come back from a hard practice or you know, a long day or a long game or something like that, I know I'm coming back to a clean space, clean sheets, you know what I'm saying? Just stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and that is, is something that I, I take a lot of pride in. Um, so, uh, you know, I play the game. Um, I make sure all my stuff's together and organized. And and that, those are kind of my hobbies. And, you know, journaling, those are kind of things that, I, that I'm interested in off the court. Is there anything um, that you, like, are interested in, but if you had more time, you would kind of, like, want to pursue them? Fashion, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, style is something that I feel like for me is, is taking, kind of taking over my mind a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I went, me and you both went to private school Yeah. and, you know, we, we had to wear a uniform every day. So, <clears throat> you know, I'm at Howard University now where everyone takes, you know, your appearance is, is, is everything around here. So, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of feel like I came in a step behind just because, you know, for, however many years six years seven years i don't really have to worry about dressing up for school every day i just put on my tie and, and <laughs> pants and call it a day you feel me yeah so but it's but fashion has been something i've always been interested in i like looking good um so yeah if i have more time or you know i'm trying to make time for obviously the things that i want to do mm-hmm. um but yeah fashion is definitely something that has is this crept up on me and it's, it's something that's kind of taken over yeah, and I feel like with basketball, too, like, just professional, like, the NBA, like, fashion's such a huge, like, yeah. part of it as well. Like, when they're walking down and they have their fits and, like, there's a whole, you know, page dedicated to just their basketball mm-hmm. fits and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Now, fashion is, is definitely, definitely a cool, it's a way to express yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's another way, that's, you know, that ties into being, you know, being comfortable with who you are and showing who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like finding a hobby, like like you said, it's like an opportunity for you to grow, an opportunity for you to figure out what you like. And I feel like, as like I don't know if our generation just doesn't do hobbies, because I really don't meet that many people, and I'm like, oh, what do you like to do for fun? And they're like, blank out. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, no, I just feel like it's important. It's definitely harder, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I feel like technology is a, a big, it's like, it doesn't, but yeah, like technology nowadays is like, and I'm guilty of this too. Like I can find myself on TikTok or Instagram cycling through, you know, the apps for hours, you know, throughout the day. And when you add up the time that you spend on your phone each day, you know, that could be time you use to put towards something else for me. Like, mm-hmm. so I, I do feel like this generation technology is a gift and a curse. Um, but yeah. I feel like less time on the phone is, is more time with yourself and discovering what you do like for me yeah I definitely agree because I feel like I now yoga is like a hobby of mine like I love mm-hmm. going to a yoga class and like there's just so many benefits to doing yoga and like if I didn't take that leap of faith if I just continue to like watch other people live their lives and not live my own life I don't feel like I would have been able to figure out those kind of things that I really do enjoy and create kind of my own unique experience, like, you know, in life, so. That's good. Yoga's a good thing. I like that you like that. Yeah. Have you done yoga before? Yeah, I, I do yoga probably once a week. Really? Um, yeah, I do hot yoga now. Hot yoga? Oh, no. So I've done hot yoga a couple of times, but, yoga, like, for me, yoga is like a, 
it's like a necessity for our athletes. I feel like they, yeah. like I feel like stretching and working on your breathing and your mind. And it doesn't have to be an hour. You don't have to sit there for an hour. Like sometimes I just turn on a yoga, yoga, you know, video on on YouTube. Do you do yoga it's, with Cassandra? You said what? Yoga with Cassandra. No, nah, I don't know. I I be doing a different <laughs> one every time for real, for real. Like I just be, I, I just search it up and whatever you know what I'm saying, whatever one I haven't mm-hmm. watched yet. But even in the studio, it, it's something that, um, you know, Howard is has given us our own yoga instructor. Oh, really? And she has her, yeah, she has her own her own studio. So you know, we as a team do yoga, and then uh, sometimes individually we can make the trip out to Georgetown and, and get it in. But oh, that's really cool. It's something that is like. Nest. I, I recommend it for for everyone, but mm-hmm. especially if like you're in like a lot of high pressure situations, mm-hmm. um, or if you go through a lot of stress, you, you, know, you know what I'm saying. Like yoga is a a good thing, and it relaxes your body, and you know makes you focus on your breathing, and you just feel so much more clear after. Yeah, I feel like it's like the perfect way to like kind of balance out your life. Like you said, like you're an athlete, so just finding those moments where you can kind of like be with yourself not think about all the stuff that you have to do and you can kind of just like focus on as you said your breath and that's exactly what yoga is it's just an opportunity for you to breathe be present and then also just treat your body right you know your body does so much for you the least you could do is at least you know stretch it give it a good time exactly okay so the next topic we're gonna kind of merge into is what does being comfortable with who you are look like and I think for me, being comfortable with, at least in my experience, I've noticed that like it's having self-trust. It's really being in a place where you're okay with who you are and you don't feel the urge to be all of these different things. And I think it's also a way for the real you to kind of show up in your life. And in a book that I was reading, it was saying that um, the real you is that little child that never grew up. And it comes out when you don't necessarily care about the past or worry about the future because like when we're kids we're just really enjoying that present moment we're not worried about anything else and we don't have you know those external factors coming into play to like alter who we kind of are and I don't know I'm still working on being comfortable with myself and like finding that person that I've kind of like you know put away and we'll kind of talk about that in the next topic of what it doesn't look like but for you what does that what does being comfortable with yourself look like It's, it can look a lot of ways and for me I'm still discovering you know different ways to, to show you know that I'm very comfortable with, with who I am but at the same time you shouldn't have to really try to prove to anyone I feel like that's the main thing um, and for me that's something being comfortable in my own skin has been something that I've kind of struggled with truthfully um, especially being a, a child uh, I have a red birthmark on my face so it's and Personally, I don't like being the center of attention. Um, if it was up to me, I would just go through my life and, you know, handle my business and stay out the way. Mm-hmm. But uh, unfortunately, or not unfortunately, I shouldn't say that, but just, you know, God blessed me with uh, an incredible amount of height. I'm 6'11", um, and I'm right away birth my So, it, you know, I stand out, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, no matter where I'm at, I'm going, people's going to notice me. Um, so it kind of forced me to be comfortable um, and with my, with, you know, in my own skin, um, and obviously, you know, God has blessed me with certain features and certain things that 
of course, make me noticeable and come into terms with that. Like, I've realized that God has given me these gifts for a reason. Um, so, and there's nothing I can do to change it. You know, I can't shrink. I can't wipe the mark off my like I can't. So, the only way I'm going to get through this life and be happy and, pe- and at peace is just coming to terms with who I am and embracing who I am and using what I have to bring light to the world, uh, which is a you know big part of what my what I try to do with my TikTok um, and just show people that like even though I might be a little bit different appearance wise, um, you know I can still be a positive light in you know such a dark place at times. Um, so I just try to use, you know, I try to showcase me being comfortable uh, and give people, you know, I try to empower people to do the same. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you think you do a great job with just showing up as like your authentic self, because I feel like sometimes when you have things that you don't like about yourself, you can kind of, you know, hide and, you know, not show up all the time. But I feel like that's a disservice to yourself in a way, because those things shouldn't take away from you and the opportunities that you could have and and just living a full life and i mentioned like another podcast episode was like self-sabotage and i've mentioned this so many times in so many other episodes but i feel like you know like you said like you could live a life where you just kind of you know stay tuck away do whatever you do but at the same time like i don't know if that's necessarily the path that you were supposed to go on you know you you could have you could be inspiring other people like you don't realize you know the impact that you have just by simply existing and just showing up in you know your most authentic version of yourself so i think you've right. done a great job well, i appreciate that and that's like that's going back to you know i feel like god kind of knew well of course he knew but you know if i would have had my birthmark let's say somewhere else you know it's on my face so i can't really do much to you know what i'm saying i, I can't hide it I have to, I have to embrace it. It's right there for everyone to see. Um, and who knows, if it would have been somewhere else. I probably would be just a, another. You know, what I'm saying I would have had that life that I thought I wanted. Um, but I feel like he's he's kind of using me to, so like I said, bring light into people's lives. And you know, I've gotten messages and things from moms and people who are in the same circumstance, you know, same situation as me who are not comfortable with having a red birthmark or poor wine stain on their face. Um, and I can relate because I was that child that was getting picked on. and I was that child that everyone would stare at, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. for them to be able to look at me um, and see, you know, my story, not only athletically, but how far I've come as a person. Um, it was very, it lets me know that I'm doing something right and I'm, I'm fulfilling my purpose, what my purpose is for now, at least what I think it is, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, what, what for you, because, like, obviously, like, you're a kid, and, like, you, I mean, you've, you've mentioned that, like, you know, you felt some type of way about, you know, the comments and the stares that people would make, but, like, what did you personally kind of do to kind of get out and not stay in that space of, like, um, just, like, you know, just a negative headspace, and, like, you've now looked at it as, like, a blessing rather than a curse type of thing. Right. Well, you know, as a, as a kid, you know, first of all, kids don't really have no filter as it is. Mm-hmm. So being a young child, that was like, that was the thing. I was, I looked so much different than everyone else. It was just a thing to talk about. So it's like, 
no child really knows, you know, uh, it's not, you're not supposed to say that, you know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like that. And it made me think, it made me think just because, uh, like I said, you just, you, you're just a part from everyone else. And I actually wanted to, I actually tried to get rid of my birthmark, matter of fact. And I've never, I don't think I've told anyone this, but I've, um, my mom would take me to get laser treatment, which is what they do for like tattoos and stuff. Mm-hmm. So she would take me probably maybe once every six months, and then they would try to remove, they would basically burn the skin off my face. Um, it was very painful. Um, and that was that was what they were trying to do to make sure I was good. And that's what I thought I, I needed to make sure, you know, I could fit in. And that was an example of me not being comfortable with myself at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, but all that pain and what I had to go through, um, just to even see a little bit of removal, like a little bit of progress, just wasn't even worth it. Um, I feel like the pain I was putting my body through, wouldn't, it, it wasn't worth what I would be able to do if I just embraced what I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that was a big thing for me to just fully embrace it. And it took a lot of, it took a lot of validation, you know, from my parents and people around me. I would say, um, for me to fully dive in with both feet and just just put it put it put on in, the, in front of the world, mm-hmm. um, and I've I've done that now and I'm fully comfortable with myself, and it's been nothing but, but positive things. Um, obviously, you know, we still get the the chance from student sections and what happens to your eye here and there, but. You know, I'm more than happy to explain, you know, what is on my face. Um, and I take everything with a, you know, I don't take anything personal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's a, another big thing. It's, it's, nothing is really, I don't think, I, I, I give people the benefit of the doubt. I don't think people have any ill intent. And whether that is, you know, whether that hurts me in the end or whatever, uh, I give people the benefit of the doubt, so... You know, I can kind of, I can kind of chuckle with people and explain my situation and just keep it pushing and be fine, um, which is something I'm very proud of myself that I've gotten to this point. No, and I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I didn't even know that about your situation because, like, we've known each other since we were twelve. So, mm-hmm. I don't know when I met you, I was just like, you're just Steve to me. But yeah, to yeah. hear like all of that. At such a, and I met you at 12, so who knows how kids were when we were, you know, at six, seven, or eight years old, and they just be saying anything that comes to their mind. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think like you said, it's just like, again, coming at a place where like, one, not taking things personally, is like been one of the like biggest lessons I've learned this year is because I think a lot of times we can take those things and make it mean something about us. When in reality, it, it doesn't mean anything, but we kind of want it to, because to, it kind of feeds that that idea that we've told ourselves. And it doesn't, like, it. I don't know, like, one, the day I realized that, I was just like, wow, like, it's kind of freeing, because you can actually just do whatever you want. People can say, not, you know, people shouldn't yeah, say whatever they want, but, you know, it, it's just like, you can kind of brush it off a lot easier when, like, again... But that also requires you to be at a place with yourself where you are kind of comfortable and you can kind of recognize like what you kind of bring to the table and then being able to be like, okay, if someone 
says this about me, I don't have to let it mean anything about me, and, and I can continue with my day, but... Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a good point, because... Uh, what, what did you say the biggest lesson you learned again was? Is, like, not to take things don't personally. Don't take anything personally? Yeah. This and year. Was, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, but you were saying your, your point was a great point, and that was to not take anything personally, and that was... I read a book called The Four Agreements, and one of the agreements, um, you know, with yourself was to not take anything personal. And, you know, not only for my birthmark, but athletically, um, that's something that I've, I've kind of, I've come such a long way. And I was just thinking about that on the car. I was just in the car, and I'm thinking of how far I've come. Um, because, you know, being an athlete, you know, you got people constantly screaming at you, constantly yelling at you, telling what you should be doing, telling what you're not doing. And it can be very, very challenging. Um, and it's, you know, as being younger, I will always think, and especially now receiving this, you know, where I'm, what I'm going through that, that right now, not really going through what I'm going, you know, what I've been through before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would kind of, I admit, I kind of took, would take things personal. When people even yell at me, I would, I would kind of like, all right, like he hates me for some reason. And ever since I read that book, like whether it's, coaching whether it's anything i kind of things just kind of bounce off me um because i'm, I'm com- completely confident in what i can do as a person and what i can do athletically you know and when you have that confidence in yourself and you know what you bring to the table you realize things are coming from a place of wanting to see you uh you know reach the the standard not only that they have set for you but the standard you have set for yourself and you know that compassion and that, that's coming from a place of wanting to see you do well and that's something i didn't realize until i actually read the four agreements um so now yeah like like you said that's that's probably the biggest lesson i've learned as well um and i've seen nothing but good things come from that you know i'm kind of like a brick wall now mm-hmm. um there's nothing really anyone can say to me that's gonna break me down and Having that strong, having a strong mental is just the, just as important, or if not more important, than you know being physically strong or gifted or any of that. You know what I'm saying? If you're if you're not right up top, it's going to be hard for you to really function to the best of your abilities. Mhm. I definitely agree. I've read that book too, and that was, I mean, that's just a really it's a really good book if you guys haven't read it. Um, but no, I agree. I think taking I don't know. That's just been like ever since I really because it takes a while for you to really internalize that kind of concept because like I think we're conditioned to care about what other people think of us and and really take those criticisms in and obviously there's a balance to it like sometimes like you said people can be wanting the best for you but there's also like the other side of it is just like not letting some of those things really define who we are and um what was I about to say? I kind of, I kind of lost my train of thought. But no, I think you've made no, really. What you're saying. Yeah, like I think, like I said, I think sometimes. Oh, I think I, I remembered what I was gonna say. I was talking about the subconscious mind. So like, I've been reading another book about that, and it's like, the subconscious really will take anything that your conscious mind believes to be true. So like, if you say to yourself, "I'm ugly," and you believe that to be true, your subconscious will accept that. And then now it becomes a belief. So I think, like you're saying, like, if you take what everyone is saying to be true about you, you're going to believe it. And then now 
I think for a lot of us, like we're unlearning a lot of those things. We're unlearning the negative things that we've kind of taught ourselves for so long. Yep, that is true. That is very true. And I feel like, I feel like, like you know what you bring to the table. You know what you're capable of and you know, you know what I'm saying? Obviously there has to be a deep level of self-confidence for you to really not take anything personal. You know, um, you have to be ten toes down with yourself. Like it's all about, it's all about knowing in your mind, like what you, who you are, and what you bring to the table, and all the good things about yourself. You know, um, and that that kind of helps me because I know who I am. I know what I can do, um, and I know the type of person I am. So that's that's the main thing for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've talked about what being comfortable with yourself looks like, but what does it not look like? And I kind of want to talk about, like, the causes for people not feeling comfortable with who they are. And I think, for me personally, the biggest thing has been, like, self-doubt. And I was, I think I was listening or reading something, I don't know, but it was talking about how with self-doubt, like, you kind of create this, like, alternate version of yourselves, um, alternate version of yourself, and... <clears throat> this can kind of happen when you feel like who you are as a person isn't maybe good enough or you feel like who you are is is kind of wrong and I think as a kid at least for me like I feel like I watered down like my personality a lot because of just not feeling comfortable with who I am like all of the interests that I had like when I was younger I loved I don't know why I love Japanese culture like I used to learn how to speak Japanese like I was doing origami like I was just learning and just you know, I was I was kind of like a weird kid and like well, it's not weird, but like at that time a lot of people like didn't understand some of my interests and I feel like I took away those parts of myself that like made me unique and and like, you know, just an interesting person and then as I'm in high school, like I realize I'm not as interesting as a person as maybe I used to be and I'm kind of more like more or less like everyone else. And now that I'm in college, I've kind of like explored some of those things that may not be super popular or, you know, people do a lot, but I really enjoy them. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Um, when you say you spoke on how you kind of watered down um, who you were as a person. Um, and I, I, could definitely, I could definitely tap into that. Um, I feel like I kind of do the same thing. Um, I feel like now I'm, I'm exactly who I am, you know, um, and, and maybe that comes from, when I speak on, you know, watering down, I mean, like, you know, from the things I wore to the way I acted, and that was me, you know, like, so about, like, thinking who I really was wasn't good enough mm-hmm. um, for the crowd that I was, you know, my friends or whatever the case was. And, you know, I would say the COVID year and coming into you know, the COVID year from about early 2020 to about last year was really like a pivotal point in my life. I discovered a lot about myself and it, because I was forced to, um, we were by ourselves. So I feel like that's when I really got the most comfortable with who I am, you know, what I like. You know, I like my favorite, I like my favorite color is lavender. Like I like paint, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it may not be, you know, traditional boy colors, blue and red, you're supposed to like blue and red, you know, 
You're supposed mm-hmm. to be this big, tough, strong guy. You're supposed to beat people up, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's things we're conditioned and uh, taught as a as a child. Like, you're not supposed to wear certain stuff. You're not supposed to do certain things. Um, and I feel like if a person is, is, is how they are, if that's how they are, it shouldn't be anyone's place to you know, condition them into thinking a different way. Mm-hmm. And... I'm lucky that my parents, you know, gave me the freedom to kind of express myself through um, what I wore and, you know, how I am. You know, I wear Crocs with Jupiter's all over them and pink shoes and pink phone, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's just, that's just me. Like, that's how I, that's, I'm comfortable with that. Um, and, you know, people may not be as comfortable or, you know, might feel like they have to dress a certain way to fit the standard of what cool news or whatever the case may be um but just coming from a place where i wasn't always as comfortable to do the things i'm doing now um be solely because of what people would think of me and now you know i still hear the, the chatter in the background like uh, i don't know why you, you know what i'm saying I, I, that's that's all you like i couldn't pull that off type you know it's the bad job and and it's it's solely me just being completely comfortable i don't really care I'm going to wear what I wear. I'm going to do what I do. You know, I take care of myself. I get my feet done, nails done. Um, you know what I'm saying? Trim up everything. And just make sure that I'm presenting myself in the best light possible uh, at all times. And, you know, for guys, that's something that we haven't been taught, you know. Um, whether it's how to groom, you know, how to groom ourselves or cut our nails, like, You'd be surprised how many guys don't really pay attention to that. They pay, you know, pay attention to that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that is, we can control. You can't control how you look. You can't control, or, you know, uh, anything about your body. Like you're, you know, you're given the body that you're that you're given. But everything that you can take care of, you should, you should take pride in that. Okay, so the last thing we'll kind of talk about is kind of like what advice you would give someone who doesn't necessarily feel comfortable in their skin right now. Um, that's a good question. I think the main thing is to realize if you can't control it, it's not, it's, it's nothing you could do about it. I know that like sounds like simple, but you shouldn't really worry about the things that are out of your control. Um, now, if it's in your control, that's perfect because you can do something to change it, whether that's getting in shape, whether that's hitting the gym or, you know what I'm saying, just stuff like that, taking, taking care of yourself. That's all it is at the end of the day. Um, but the main thing I would have is just, just to embrace everything um, and, and be who you are. And don't be afraid of that because you'll find it more often than not. When you, you know what I'm saying, you set your own path, you walk in your own path, you'll find that way more benefiting when you see people following you rather than you just following the crowd. Um, and like Alexis said earlier, like, you follow the crowd your whole life and you get to, you know what I'm saying, we're all going to get older and you're going to look back at the time that, the time that you had now um, where, you know what I'm saying, change is the best thing for us right now we're gonna look back at this time and wish you would have kind of experimented whether it was finding out what you like or you know what i'm saying you have all the time in the world right now especially as a young adult um and so just use the time we have to 
try to do as many things as possible. Find out what you don't like. Find out what you do like. And just use this time to grow. And you'll look back at it in 25 years and be thankful for the time that you spent figuring out yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that way when you get to that older age, you kind of you kind of know exactly. And everything will just fall in line. But if you just follow, if you follow what everyone else is doing and you just, you're, you're a real follower, um, when you look back at it, you'll, you'll regret not carving your own way and you'll just be like everybody else. Um, so that would be the biggest thing is just think about like, think about where you'll be in 30 years um, if you take all the chances now and just experiment and grow it right now, where you'll be in 30 years looking back at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with all, everything that you said. I think also like a really big thing, at least that I've been kind of doing currently, is just like identifying those things that like we don't like about ourselves or like the things we're not comfortable with. And I've been learning about like shadow work. I don't know if you know what that is, but um, it's kind of like those parts of ourselves that we tend to push down and those can be bad things and those can be good things. And just exploring those parts of ourselves that we kind of feel uncomfortable with. And and when I mentioned like pushing down the good things, which kind of sounds weird, it could be like as a kid, it could be something that maybe you were really good at, maybe something you were really proud at proud of. Um, but maybe someone made you feel like it wasn't those things. Like, you know, it wasn't cool, it wasn't something to be excited about, but you maybe you were really good at them, or maybe it's like an attribute that you have, like maybe you're a really good um listener and someone like when you were younger was like man, you don't talk enough. And then, you know, as a child, you know, we're very impressionable. So like that child could take that as like, oh, maybe I should listen less and talk more. And, you know, I'm just giving an example of what it could look like, but just discovering those parts of ourselves that we've, you know, maybe have really taken the time to explore. And and these are the moments, I think, in your 20s, like we're both 21, um, that, you know, this is that time to kind of figure out what does Steve look like what does Alexis look like um and just figuring out what what I maybe I don't like about myself um and just you know figure that out and why do I feel that way because I think sometimes we can not want to do that hard work of you know working on ourselves and I was mentioning this to like my friend I think like people a lot of people say like oh I'm working on myself but it's they say in such a passive way but I think working on yourself is an active thing. It's something that requires intention, it requires effort, and it requires you to show up every single day and putting in that work. But a lot of people, including myself, I've said that before, and I just like would continue through life doing a bunch of stuff that isn't actually, you know, me working on myself, so. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's facts. And I just wanna throw in like a couple things, um, a couple, recommendations um and the first thing is like you should write down everything you you think you're doing well at this point in your life um everything that you you're you're proud of yourself for doing everything you know your accomplishments everything that is positive and is trending in the right direction and then write down all the things you think you're doing wrong or you need to work on and that gives you the blueprint right there um, for me, I think I can find myself not doing anything, um, and I feel like I can always be doing something to benefit me. And I kind of the the basketball fatigue, being being tired, being sore, 
it doesn't take that much effort to open a book or, you know what I'm saying, read an article or do something. And that's something I'm trying to make a point of in 2023 is to just expand my mind and grow more um, mentally, whether that's reading, whether that's, you know, reading is going to be a big thing for me um, in this coming year. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is just, like I stated in the beginning, it's just keeping keeping my room clean. And I don't want to, like, I don't want to go into this, but, you know what I'm saying, people that have come to my room or seen my room, I always say, like, like your stuff is clean for a guy, you know? And it's like, I, that's it, that's something that always baffles me is because, like, as a as a person or as a guy, like, how, like the way you handle your stuff is a reflection of who you are. Um, and you'll find it, like, making your bed every day, vacuuming your floor every day. And I live in a dorm. And for me, I spend most of my time in the dorm. So I, I hear a lot of people talking about depression and this and that. And it's because they're in a, a blank room with nothing that really expresses themselves or um, nothing that really embodies who they are in the room with them. So, you know, for me, my room is fully decorated. I got everything that I need in here and it's clean. And that's been a big thing for me, especially spending so much time in here. Um, it's something that I kind of take pride in. So mm-hmm. that's something that I've learned as I've gotten older. And, you know, I had the, the mom that would wake up on Saturdays and turn on the music. And as a kid, I didn't understand, you know, why, she, like, why I would have to wake up so early, clean the bathroom and this and that. And that on, on my own in an apartment, it's like, I get all that because now I consistently do the things that my mom and parents embedded into me as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that's not normal. So I always laugh when people are so surprised of how tidy everything is around here. Um, but it's something that it'll keep your, your headspace clear. Um, so that that's the two things I have that mm-hmm. I'm, you know, that I've kind of implemented or trying to. Yeah. And I feel like when we were like in middle school, like, I remember your locker being like really clean. <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, cause your locker was like an extension of you at that time. And I feel right. like that could have been an opportunity for you. Like if people were like, wow, your, your locker's so clean. Like, and you feel like the rest of the people around you, you know, their lockers aren't clean. You could have been like, man, this isn't right. This isn't okay. Like I want to be, right. you know, like that. And that could have been a moment where you kind of became like everyone else and, and followed what everyone else was doing. But the fact that like you kind of stuck with your own guns and kind of, you know, created that own. And this is like a small thing, like obviously organization yeah. and stuff, but like, it's a lot larger than that for a lot of other people, you know, who who have other attributes that maybe are a little bit more, you know, a lot. But yeah, I think like you said, making a list, writing things down, like that, that's very powerful. Like there's a lot of power in that because saying it is like one thing, but like writing it down and, and really seeing it on paper, it really come, like you really comes to, you really come to terms with like maybe how you feel because like you can think it but writing it down or like even talking to someone else about it there's power to that as well and like especially when you when you're at a certain point in your life and you're writing down you know i I look back on on journal my journal from my freshman year and i just see how far i've come as a person like my mindset and it's such Mm -hmm. an encouraging thing to because you don't you don't really notice growth day by day like no. that's one thing I, I i've noticed like you don't mm-hmm. you don't see yourself going until you look back on where you come from 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's another big thing about a journal is like you can feel a certain way in a moment or like for a month, maybe two months, maybe three months. But if I look back on my journal from my you know, the entries from last January or last February, I'll see where I was mentally and see how far I've come and where I'm at now. And that just inspires me to keep going because I know everything I'm doing is pointing me in the right direction. And as a as an athlete, as a person, like that's all you want for real, like is to just keep growing and keep keep just keep growing and keep growing and then keep going through life and just trying to add as many things as possible and just make sure you're being a good person and being good mentally and keeping yourself together. So that, that's definitely big. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I, actually, I love that, the fact, like, the portion you mentioned about, like, growth, because you really don't realize how far you've come. And, and part of me making, like, episodes for the podcast, is it's for me to, like, go back, reflect on. It's it's an opportunity for me to, like, if I'm feeling down, or I'm feeling some type of way, I can go back, listen to what I literally said myself, and, and really internalize all of that. And like you said, I think just being able to visualize, because I think, sometimes we forget that we've grown and then be to be able to look back and say wow at this point in my life I was you know maybe yeah. in a completely different situation and that could have been for better or for worse um yeah. and it's important to have that kind of like visual aid because I'm more of a visual person myself so like I physically need to see some see see something because otherwise I'm not gonna know and I think exactly. we are as like society I think we're really hard on ourselves and we have to give ourselves a little bit more grace at times because even if we're growing, you know, 1% a day, that's still growth. And it looks different every single day. It's not going to look the same. And, you know, you're going to have those moments where you're feeling down, but like you can't let those moments kind of, you know, engulf your entire life and your entire situation. Right. Yep. And that's exactly what it is. It's like, for me, if I didn't write down the things that I was going through or how I was thinking at the time, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't, wouldn't think that I've grown that much. Just because, like I said, you can't really tell until you look at where you were. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a that's another that's a huge benefit of, of journaling. It's just saying like writing down exactly where you are, and then you look back at it. And it's like. All right, so I did. I did actually grow from that moment. I did grow from that situation. And if you don't write it down, it could be kind of discouraging because you just kind of feel like you're floating through life. And that's how I felt before I started writing things down. It's just like I don't really know. I don't really have anything to base this off of, like this current mindset. I don't have anything to. I don't have a, a base point, right? It's like the journal is like kind of the a point in your life, and you look at it and see where you are, where you were, and where you know where you are now. So. I, I definitely agree with that point. Yeah, I think your younger version of yourself would be very proud of, you know, the person that you are today. So I think that's Appreciate something that. to be, you know, make sure you give yourself the the pat on the back because, you know, yeah. so we've talked yeah, about... We, we all should do that. Yeah, we've talked about a lot. <laughs> we've talked about a lot, but that concludes the end of this episode and I'm really, really happy that you could join me today to talk about everything you were such a great guest like the conversation just flew like sometimes i have to like do a little bit more work but i feel like Mm -hmm. you kind of balanced it out really well so thank you very much i appreciate you for having me on i really really need to get this action i'm glad 
So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and um, I'll see you guys in the next one.